You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 33. You need to promise to check the show notes on this episode. Although Cynthia's creative talents stretch far and wide, she has developed an incredible business centered around bringing others joy. Through whimsical kits featuring the cutest stuffed animals, I am sure you'll fall in love too. It's impossible to visit her site and not smile. Hi, Cynthia. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I would love to start with saying that your work is just magical. And I first saw your pieces on Etsy, and I think I looked at every single listing. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in business? Sure. Well, I worked for a lot of creative businesses before I started my shop on Etsy. My background was in fashion for a company in Los Angeles. And and I worked for Martha Stewart Living for the magazine and for television doing craft development and, and then some other home and garden shows as well. And I just, I love teaching people, you know, I, I really love sharing the creative process. It brings me so much joy. And Eventually, I wanted to bring that more directly, bring my ideas more directly to people instead of, you know, going through someone else. And Etsy was just sort of coming of age when I started. And so I was pretty early on, I guess. I mean, they had been going for a couple of years, but I guess I started with them in 2010, maybe, or 2011. I wanted to share my love of sewing with people. And so... I started with kits for children because that was when I started sewing. I loved it so much. And so all the kits were for beginners starting about eight, eight and up. And that was how everything began. And it took off. And Etsy was so supportive at the beginning, you know, I mean, they, they were young and they were so great with promoting my work. And anyway, it's just been a great relationship. Now I've found that more of my customers, as I've been in business for a while, it's pretty exciting because I'm getting to do much more in-depth experimental kinds of things. And I'm bringing that to adults as well. And the bulk of my sales tend to be adults making things for children now or sharing the process with children. I think it's a pretty magical process and really rewarding for everyone involved, right? For me, because I'm coming up with these fun designs and then for the people who are making them and feel you know, feel empowered that they can create something that they they thought might have been too advanced for them. But I try to try to walk people through everything with great illustrations and really step by step instructions. And anyway, it's like it's so fun to hear from people who are just amazed at what they made and and move on to other things or keep making my designs. You know, it's just it just I feel like I feel like the kit's bring joy to people. And I I guess that's what I, that's what I want to do. They're beautiful kids. And I was going to ask, do you think that you need to be an experiencer to be able to complete a kit? You know, I like to say that the kits are for beginners of all ages, right? So I have, I have these level one kits that are really targeted. They're very simple, straightforward, not as many pieces. They won't take quite as much time to produce. And those are designed for kids like that are eight and up. And then I have a level that I is like a level two. And that would be 
again, for children, but maybe with a little more experience, kids with a little older, a little more patience. And then I have these level three kits that are really for beginner adults. And what I've found with the children's kits is they almost need a little less direction because whatever they make, they're happy with. You, you know, even if it's a big yes. tangle of thread, they're like, I made this tangle of thread <laughs> and I love it. You know, and it's and it's more like the gift is the process. You know, okay. it's not always the finished element for children. For right. adults, we tend to want things to be a little more perfect. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's know, a shame like, that we we lose that. I know. And so for the adult kits, they're still for beginners. Like even if you've never picked up a needle and thread. I teach you how to thread a needle. I teach you how to make a starting and an ending knot. I have illustrations and instructions for all of that. And I try to go through very, very step-by-step, assuming that whoever is reading it may not have ever sewn anything. And it's really exciting to hear from people when they're a beginner and they feel empowered or when they're, you know, when they're experienced and they're like, hey, you taught me something new and I had such a great time. And so... Yeah. So they really, they really are for everyone. I was looking at the reviews and the pictures that some of your customers have posted are just adorable. So yeah, it's really inspiring to know that if you buy a kit, other people have done it too. And it's turning out like the pictures. Yeah. It's fun. You know, and I, I do like to tell people some, you know, sometimes people ask me, am I going to be able to do this? Will it look like the picture? And, you know, I mean, yes and no. How long will it take? And and all of those things are, are a bit up in the air in a way because everybody's at a different level. But what I think is great about it is that if you enjoy that process, you know, your first creation is this special thing, right? You know, because it, it was the beginning of your whatever your creative sewing journey. I once went to a fiber festival and I never have really learned how to spin, but I sat down with this woman and, and we were talking about the spinning process. And she said, Oh, she said, no matter what you have to save your first spin. She said, because there's a quirkiness and an irregularity that has its own beauty. And once you get good at spinning, it's really hard to recreate that. Mm, And so I feel I feel that way about the animals too. You know, I think it's just, it's fun to watch the progress of a skill, you know, and at every level it's wonderful, you know, and if if that process brings you joy or, or relaxation or, you know, or whatever the gift is and you give it to a child, they don't know, they don't need perfect. We don't Mm -hmm. need perfect, you know, but as you get better, as you have more experience, your skills change and and maybe you'll be more satisfied if that's important or or maybe you'll just enjoy the process. I read your bio and I think that was probably the thing that spoke to me most because I know when I start a project, I want to finish it really fast. Yeah. <laughs> and so the idea that you kind of are telling people, hey, maybe it's not going to be done in like one sitting. I think that's a great thing you're saying, you know, to, to enjoy the process and find relaxation in that. And with this pandemic, I imagine people probably had the time to slow down a little bit and enjoy that. It's been a great time for people enjoying the kits. I mean, I I generally have, you know, the the fall and winter is a wonderful time for people to be creating and, and getting cozy and staying indoors and so forth. The summer is a quieter period. It's usually a development period for me. But this year, you know, so many people didn't know what to do with themselves. And so the feedback from people has been super 
nice right now because it's giving them something special in a time that is strange and unpredictable. Like I said before, the pieces are so magical. Your pictures are gorgeous. So I think it really, it almost is like an escape to visit your site. Yeah. Well, I feel that way every day. <laughs> One of my friend's children the other day, she she asked my partner, she said, is Cindy a workaholic? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. You know, and I thought a lot about it, you know, and but I just, I'm so happy when I'm in this like flow state right mm -hmm. where i'm where i'm creating it's i think it's the place i feel calmest and and happiest and and i know that whatever i do while i'm there is going to make other people happy too oh for sure yeah <laughs> well can you touch a little bit on your photography because i think part of the magic is the way you're capturing your characters once they're created that's just what adds a little bit of that the mystique oh. it almost seems like a storybook to me oh thank you well I, w I loved I loved illustration as a kid in children's books. And um, obviously, I mean, I suppose all children do. There were certain books I was drawn into. And I guess I want to create that in the photos that I take because it's kids create these imaginary worlds. And so I just want to feed into whatever creativity they have and get their creative juices going. But the photos, I mean, they've definitely evolved over time. My partner is a photographer and she started off by taking all the photos, but she's busy, <laughs> you know? And so over the years, I've learned a lot. And of course, like, you know, iPhones have come a long way. I try to get the personalities of the animals in the photos. And they're so mm -hmm. funny, like, you know, just like a tilt of the head or like, you know, you know, certain angles just speak to me. Karen, my partner said the other day, coined this phrase. She said, it's like you make things that are anatomically cute, <laughs> like, <laughs> like not anatomically correct, but uh -huh. anatomically cute. That's funny. And I thought, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I did notice that with, I think it was the little Dalmatian, yeah. you know, kind of holding its arms around or maybe over another little doll's head. I mean, it's just the way you set everything up. It gives them a lot of life. And I think that's um, so important when you're trying to sell pieces. I mean, all you have to shop by is the pictures. So right. you're giving so much information with just that photograph. I think yeah. you do an amazing job with oh, that. Thank you so much. Yeah. I yeah. want to start adding some videos. I, Etsy's started doing, you know, allowing you to add videos. So I'm right. I've been thinking about doing a little bit more with that since I now I'm kind of more set up for it. So that'll right. be fun to, to add those as well. Oh, and I was thinking, I mean, a a children's book has to be in there somewhere, right? I hope so. I hope so. You know, I think about that a lot, actually. But I, I'm not much of a storyteller. So I keep trying to think what I can use. I know a lot of, you know, illustrators will take a, you know, sort of recycle these classic stories and so that they can get the illustrations out into the world in their own way. And so I've been thinking about that a bit. I'm a huge fan of Maggie Rudy. I don't know if you know about her illustrations, but she is wonderful. She has this whole world of mice <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's fun. completely enchanting. And mm -hmm. um, But I'll get there. I think I will get there, but I don't know when. Yes. No, I can't wait. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy a book right away. <laughs> oh, good. How old are your kids? Uh, well, actually, they're 16 oh. and 18, but even still, we have <laughs> nephews and, you know, we have little ones. <laughs> yeah, we can all be big kids. 
Absolutely. (laughs) So in regards to your kits, what do you get when you place an order? I sell things in two different ways. I have PDF patterns that are basically the paper pattern that comes with the kit, but I've reworked it so that it makes sense for somebody who's not getting any materials. The kits themselves, initially they came with everything you needed except for a skewer and a pair of scissors. So like a skewer to use to stuff, like a little bamboo skewer to to stuff the animal and then scissors to cut and everything else was included. And so I have many kits where everything, everything you need as I described there is included. But with some of the new kits, I've been adding in a few additional things that people need. So there's a couple that need a little bit of that Aileen's tacky glue, which is sort of a a real Mm -hmm. easy thing to come by. And on some of them, you can use either a Sharpie or a Prismacolor, a fine line pen or a Micron pen. And those are great because they're waterproof and permanent uh, and archival as well. And so they behave a little differently than the uh, Sharpie the Sharpie can bleed if you get it wet, but these, these two don't. Anyhow, so I give, I'm giving people a few new suggestions on things they might add since so many of my customers are return customers. Pretty much everything can be done right now just with a Sharpie if, because almost everybody's got one of those at home. So I right. try to keep whatever is an extra that people might need, I try to keep it really simple. As you may already know, I'm a huge fan of selling on Etsy. I've had over 10 years of selling my jewelry and digital cards there. And to be honest, it is by far the easiest platform to navigate. It takes no time at all to list an item with a smartphone. And really, that's how I get most of my products in my shop. To make it easier for you to get started, I'm sharing a link in the show notes for you to open your shop with 40 free listings. That should motivate you to finally take that first step and get your shop online. If you're looking to finally open your store with absolutely nothing to lose, now is the time to try Etsy. Now back to the show. So I saw that you did have the PDFs and do you sell the fabric separate if people wanted to buy this? I do. Something separate? Yes. I have a rainbow of fabrics that I sell. I sell the wool, 100% wool stuffing. I use a, a special cotton pipe cleaner and I sell those as well. I've started using rare earth magnets in some of my kits, which is fun. So then the animals can hold things. You can put a magnet in one thing and a magnet in their hand, and then they can hold things. (laughs) And I just ordered those. So I'm hoping to have those up soon. The tiny miniature snaps that I use, I'll be selling soon. So there's lots of things that I sell that people can use as accessories. And I'm adding to that all the time. And how did you decide to sell on Etsy? And also, did you ever see yourself having over 15,000 sales? That's, <laughs> that's a lot of sales. It is, yeah, I know. I got I got a little thing from Etsy the other day saying, hooray, you've, you've reached 15,000 yes. sales. <laughs> that's um, amazing. Yeah. Well, I don't think I ever thought about the numbers when I was starting out. You know, I mean, you just okay. kind of get started and you do what you can. And for several years, I I did other things simultaneously to, because, you know, you, you, when you start out at Etsy, you don't necessarily, you don't make enough to, to cover the bases, but now, right. I, now this is it. I just do Etsy. I sell wholesale as well. You start out where you start out and you don't really think about numbers, but I, I had a friend who was encouraging me to start an Etsy shop and Etsy at that time, whenever I looked at it, I wasn't wowed by by what I was seeing. I think it was in its infancy. And so 
at first I was like, I don't know if this is the right place for me. But then she kind of keyed me into all these people doing amazing things there. And at the time they were doing that treasury, which was, which was really a wonderful moment. And you could, and people were curating all these things. So I I started to get a broader idea of what was going on there. And it seemed like the right place to start. And I have to say, I thought a lot about going to other platforms. And I know there are a lot of people who are critical of Etsy, and but it has only been good for me. You know, right. I mean, it's been such a great platform. And I can't think of anything else that, that equals the visibility. Yes, for sure. And you have also a comfort level. Yeah. You know, I think people know what to expect. And it just feels to me like the place to go. It's just so well known for being a handmade place. It's so well designed, like the interface and for a seller. I've tried a lot of different platforms and where I've had to sell for one reason or another that were different than Etsy. So it was really interesting to watch the way Etsy developed. Every time there was something that that I was looking for. There was a, you know, a tool that I wanted. It felt like it was already in beta. And so many people had written the same thing that I had written that, you know, the the community effort as far as making things run smoothly has always been sort of astonishing to me. They really listen to the community. Yes, no, I agree. I think that the platform is probably the easiest to manage that I've ever been on. So that for me is a a game changer. It's so hard to get the same visibility too, since, you know, they're so well known for handcrafted things. Could you just tell us a little bit about Martha Stewart, what you did with, with her? I think I subscribed to her magazine from forever ago and I thought, oh my gosh, I I have a feeling I've seen your work there yeah. just because it's so magical. But <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, it's a funny thing. I, I worked for a designer in Los Angeles. And then when I moved to New York, somebody that I had worked with there was working at Martha Stewart. And so I was like ridiculously fortunate. I called her up and said, hey, I'm moving to New York. <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God, we have so much work. Just come into the office and you can start working tomorrow. You know, oh. <laughs> and so, wow. so I never interviewed. I never like I just walked in the door and had a job. It was just it was the 90s, you know. And so I worked first in Martha by Mail developing products for the catalog. And so I did a line of stuffed animals. I did a pom-pom kit. I worked with this wonderful woman, Silka Stoddard, who was the producer of the projects. But I did a lot of design. I did photo shoots. I worked for the children's magazine for weddings. And then I had the opportunity to go work for the TV show in Connecticut. And so I did that. And that was amazing. Talk about a great crew of people. And so I did that for two or three years. I don't remember exactly, but I was not too long into the process. I realized that it was easier to do more creative things when you could be a guest with Martha. She really liked having a sidekick and somebody to banter with, somebody to do things with. So I went on the show quite a lot while I was there and did projects with her. I was terrible, <laughs> but, but I didn't do it. <laughs> she called me off all the time. I, I could never get in a word edgewise. I was so concerned about getting the process out that I think I always seemed like, I don't know. Anyway. I think it, the time is so limited for a segment yeah. that it's Probably just chop chop, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But anyway, you can you can find those old segments on there, and I am not at my best. But <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> but, but that was part of the job. Never my dream, but part of the job. Yeah, but it was a great experience. I mean, she's a pretty amazing woman. You know, she's not all warm and fuzzy, but she got a lot done. And she really had such an incredible team of creative people working for her. And I think that was like the magic. I had gone to New York to see a taping of one of the shows. And we had thought we were going to the one that was featuring the dogs that had won the Westminster. <laughs> yeah. But actually, we went to the one that was the Cast Iron show. So we walked out of there with two cookbooks, a cast iron pan, and my girlfriend and I were wearing high heels. We could not even carry the stuff out of there. We were so miserable. <laughs> it was so funny, but horrible all at once. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I left before the live show. so that. Okay. But I heard from friends of mine who worked on the live show that it sounded like it was really fun. Oh, that's great. Um, bringing it back to your business, can you tell us a little bit about your subscription site on Patreon? Sure. Oh, man, this is so exciting. I've been wanting to do a Patreon site for years. I signed up in like 2017. And when I first heard about it, but I didn't have a computer that was powerful enough to edit video. I didn't have a lighting setup. Mm. I didn't know what I was going to shoot with. I just wasn't prepared, you know, but I got mm -hmm. on, I got onto the site early and I knew about it. And so from then on, I've been trying to think about what it would take to have that to launch that. And just this August, I did. And so I'm super, super enthused. But I think what I want to do with Patreon is I want to create a platform where there's sort of equal opportunity for everyone. Often with Patreon, people have different tier levels where mm -hmm. patrons donate a little bit a month at different levels. And everybody gets different stuff. So the more money you have, or the more you can donate, the more you get. And I just I don't really like that. I mean, if I could have my way, I would somehow sustain on air and give everything away. But, you know, life uh. isn't like that. I mean, but that <laughs> would be the most happy. And so what I felt like with Patreon is like, I just wanted everyone to get the good stuff, you know? So everything I do, everything I post, no matter what you can share, everybody gets everything. I set it up with tier levels. I think I have three, five, 10, 20, and 30. But people okay. can join for a dollar. Okay. I didn't set everything up as a dollar because I, I, I need to eat. So I, right. <laughs> maybe people will start $3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, I hope that it gets big enough that I can switch everything to a dollar so that I won't have tears. Everyone donates, okay. who's involved donates a dollar a month and they get everything. But I have to get a volume of people to do that. So right now we have multiple tiers. I share at least one pattern and I do video tutorials to go along with that. And got it. some of those things will never be available anywhere else. And some of those things may become patterns. And some things might be like pattern hacks where I do something special that's like a different outfit for one of the animals or, or is like a whole new technique on texturing something or my customers who love what I do and want a little bit more and that they can't already get and want to support me. The other thing is that I can do video there and that's really fun. Obviously I'm making the video alone, but I'm just talking to people. And so as I'm figuring things out, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to try this and I'm going to try that. And you know, I found this works well. And so there's a lot more looseness to it. And with the patterns and the kits, I have to be very, very 
particular so that people don't get confused. Is this more or less like a subscription? In other words, I've heard of the subscription box model. Is this sort of like a subscription? Yeah. So there's no physical product, but every month you get these videos. And sometimes I do downloads too. So it'll be the download of the pattern, but I've done other downloads so far. I did one where I created this document that was like thread follower, tiny post. And it was just like miniature envelopes of all different kinds and sizes and colors, the little airmail ones and all little miniature stamps already printed and the names of the animals, some blank. So you can write them yourself, just things for little kids to make miniature accessories that went with the animals. It's just like whatever strikes my fancy. I just share it and, and try to share more than less, but people will always get the one pattern. That sounds so fun, especially if you have the tutorials. I think that's just invaluable. Well, and that's the cool thing too, is as it develops and it grows, there's this whole library of stuff that people will get. So they can join. There's the first people who are really getting it off the ground with me. But as people join later on, they'll get everything that I've ever produced. The more I put into it, the more value people get out of it. That sounds amazing. Can you tell us where we can find you? So the easiest way to get to all the places is through Instagram, really. On Instagram, in my bio, I have a link tree there that will take you to my Etsy shop and to Patreon. And so I'm just Cynthia.Train on Instagram. And you can find the links there that will take you wherever you need to go. Perfect. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you would want to mention? I love to make people smile. And I guess that's what I strive for. And everything that I'm doing is just bringing the joy that I get out of creating these things to other people. I hope people feel that. Well, thank you, Cynthia, for sharing your business with us. I can't wait to purchase that first kit. <laughs> it was such a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much. Well, there you have it, my friend. Another imaginative handmade CEO spreading joy through her passion. I could hear the excitement that Cynthia has in spreading happiness through her work. I know you too will fall head over heels for her kits. Sometimes finding the thing that brings you the most joy is precisely the one that you're intended to share with the world. Pay attention to the activities that you enjoy. Which ones make time fly? The ones that make you feel like you've entered into a state of flow. Those are the ones to pursue. Cynthia is offering 15% off of your purchase at our Etsy shop. Be sure to visit the show notes at handmadeceo.com for the link. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job. 